Welcome back to this week's episode of the Seatown Podcast, where Seattle business owners, entrepreneurs, and community leaders share their stories with us. I'm your host, Christian Harris. As an owner of indie real estate brokerage here in Seattle, I'm naturally interested in getting to know other local small business owners and organizations to help cultivate a flourishing culture for the businesses that play such a large part in shaping the flavor and character of the neighborhoods that we love so much. So join me as we talk with these fascinating people and explore their stories and why they started their businesses, run a nonprofit, or otherwise are making an impact in the Seattle area. Thanks for joining us with the Seatown podcast. Today I'm joined by Daniel Holstein of Holstein Studios. Thanks for, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. Um, if you wouldn't mind just taking a couple of minutes, uh, maybe tell us a little bit about, about your business, um, what it's known for, you know, how you got started. Yeah, so Holstein Studios is a commercial photography and videography and visual marketing agency. And I feel like when you talk about photography, people's first thought is weddings or portraits or headshots. Sure. But that's actually not our focus at all. We focus on brands and businesses and taking products and kind of telling their story and making them come to life, specifically in the food and beverage space. Okay which is a lot of fun. And it's interesting because some of that work is intensely creative. Mm -hmm. Like one day my job might be to create a styled brunch tablescape and to basically create a scene where customers can picture a product in their morning routine. But other days it's kind of hunching over a spreadsheet and learning how our marketing materials have resonated with public audiences and you know it can be very data heavy so there's kind of a wide spectrum of different skills that go into marketing and creating visual content sure do you uh do you do all of that right now or do you are you fortunate enough to have kind of like a business person that deals with the numbers (laughs) and stuff um, I am actually a one-woman team, okay. but I, I like having that role because sometimes when I have like three different photo shoots in a week, mm-hmm. you can experience a little bit of creative exhaustion and sure. it's almost a relief to sit down and say like, oh, this content is reaching this many people, mm-hmm. our engagement rate is up or down, this means this or that. Sure. So that analytical component is almost welcome yeah. at times. Sure. Now, did you go to school for photography or what, you know, why did you decide to, to get into photography and, and specifically into kind of like the food design element of it? I actually went to school for totally different things. I went to undergrad at Pomona College and I studied philosophy. Okay. And then I went to grad school at the UW over here and I studied environmental policy. And it was actually in grad school where I had an internship in communications and this interest really of like awoken. The internship was specifically in policy communications. Mm-hmm. And it turned out that I really loved communicating with public audiences more than the actual policy itself. So okay. after that, I kind of shifted gears. And what I love so much about marketing and food and photography is that food is so emotive and it has the possibility to be like so nostalgic and a single picture can make you feel so many different things and it can transport you Mm -hmm. Um, and especially when we're talking about food and drink like I think we all have so many memories and emotions tied to different dishes to different traditions so it's a really fun creative space to work in 
and I just kind of fell into it. Okay, that's fine. Um, yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd imagine doing what you do now is a little more uh, emotive than public policy. <laughs> <laughs> it uh, totally work. is, or at least it is in a different way. Sure. Um, you know, public policy can obviously be incredibly charged and yeah. it could impact so many different people, sure. but I, I really enjoy the visual creative aspect mm -hmm. of marketing for brands. Sure. That's great. What, uh, what do you love most about what, what you do in your business? Yeah, what I love most is working with small businesses, especially in the Seattle area. Mm -hmm. Oftentimes, I'm the first person coming in and learning about their story and teasing out the most compelling parts of it. And from there, I get to basically present that in a visual format that I think is going to be compelling and that I think will speak to public audiences and you know, convince them to create a community around it. Uh -huh. And oftentimes I'm talking to a business owner who's you know, not really fully developed their story, they've never really talked to anyone about it, mm -hmm. and it's kind of like a fact-finding mission to be able to go in and learn the cool tidbits about what makes a small brand unique. Yeah. Do you find that uh, some of the businesses that you work with, they can I have aha moments or you know realizations as to you know how I don't, I don't elements of it they may not have thought about before as far as you know what what's going to appeal to their their client base and that sort of thing. I think they definitely do, especially with a little bit of guidance. Yeah. Um, I think you know primarily what speaks to people is like a really unique, like emotional, compelling story, and you know. People with small brands have really poured their life into making it what it is. And so that element is really common. Mm -hmm. And being able to translate that into a visual format, which you know obviously takes a little bit of technical skill, like through photography or videography, sure. like really helps it come alive in a way that they wouldn't have been able to do themselves, but they've begun to realize that that's a really special part of their business. Yeah. That's, that's great. Um, what, what did you find most surprising or unexpected uh, when you first started your business? You know, I was super surprised to find that there is a really welcoming, supportive community in the creative space in Seattle. Mm -hmm. When I jumped into this, I was like, this is do or die. I'm on my own. I yeah. am lone wolf. Yep. <laughs> like, Every woman for herself. Be, yeah, <laughs> this could be a complete disaster. Yeah. But it turns out that's not true, so I was pleasantly surprised. I found a really great, like, vibrant community within the Seattle creative industry, especially with other women who have shared their stories and experiences with me, and they've really given me so much helpful advice. So I'm, I'm really happy that I've been surprised by that element of doing business here. Sure. That's awesome. What uh, did you grow up in the Seattle area? Or? I did. Okay. Yeah, I'm local. Okay, that's that's pretty rare these days. <laughs> what, what have you found in your kind of your career progression over these last couple of years to be your your greatest strength as far as the success of your your business? You know, I think it's a combination of having a very specific aesthetic um, because so much of my work is visual. Mm -hmm. I think that my aesthetic resonates with the brands I work with. And I try to have a very like, clean, vibrant, timeless style mm -hmm. that I think 
you know, the actual content of my work attracts a lot of people. And I think another strength is that, like, I just cannot miss a deadline. I would be an anxious mess if yeah. I knew that I was missing that. And when it, in the marketing world, you know, deadlines are so important. Mm -hmm. So I think that it's good that I'm naturally inclined to really be attuned to that. So I think the reliability and the aesthetic work together mm -hmm. to make a, a good business model component. Sure. Uh, it sounds like you know, early on you kind of figured out the whole alignment with you know, finding clients that, that align with you, you know, so they're drawn to kind of your style and how you do things. Mm -hmm. um, how, how have you found the, uh, you've, you've acquired most of your, your clientele. Is that, has that been through you know, a specific yeah. Platform or? So it's interesting. This is not the most glamorous part of business, but it's a lot of outbound marketing, mm -hmm. a lot of outreach, a lot of networking. Yeah. And I am not a natural salesperson. Um, that makes me a nervous mess. Uh -huh. And, you know, it's really been a learning experience to create genuine relationships in the community and to get to know different business owners and to learn their stories outside of a client relationship. Sure. And creating those connections has really helped me make good matches with businesses in the Seattle area. Yeah. Um, and you know, now that I've been doing this for a little while, I'm getting you know the referral traffic, which is always lovely because you don't actually have to work for it. Yeah. But I'd say it's a pretty solid combination of the two. And then obviously there's your own marketing materials. Mm -hmm. I spend probably too much time on Instagram and so I get leads through there, through the website, you know. Sure. It's kind of just a mishmash of different sources. Yeah. If, uh, you know, with your background, it's obviously you know, pretty diverse as far as what you, what you went to school for and now what your, your business is. If, uh, if money wasn't an issue, what would you do with your life? You know, I would do the exact same thing. Like, I feel like I've kind of achieved my dream scenario. But if money weren't an issue, I'd probably work with more pro bono clients who mm -hmm. have, like, really intensely interesting stories and, like, beautiful products, but, you know, don't necessarily have a marketing or photography budget. Sure. So that would really be limitless possibilities. Sure. So uh, what you know, kind of in, in line with that, what would you say that you're, you're passionate about? I'm really passionate about food and specifically learning where my food comes from. And I think we're really fortunate in the Seattle area to have, you know, a strong movement of people who care about, you know, natural foods, organic foods, foods where they know the story. We have an amazing farmer's market cir circuit. Yeah. So... I love living here and I love kind of exploring and learning where my food comes from, which is kind of interesting because I work in food mm -hmm. and I have this interest and the business actually helps me learn so much about how food is processed, how it's sourced within the Pacific Northwest. Sure. So that is a side benefit of yeah. this business. <laughs> sure. What? Um I mean, along, along those lines, what, do you have a, like a favorite restaurant uh, or like a favorite date night? Oh, yes. Um, Il Corvo okay. is my favorite restaurant in Seattle. And I also really like Lark in Capitol oh, yeah, yeah. Hill. Yep. Um, 
They're so good. I could yeah. talk about them forever. <laughs> I just have a passion for carbs, uh -huh. obviously. Hey, they're, they're good, and nothing quite as good as like a good, a good French roll. It really isn't. Yeah. Uh, regarding your business, if you had it to do over again, what would you do differently? I wouldn't do anything differently, and that's not to say that I haven't made any mistakes mm -hmm. because I certainly have, but those have always been learning experiences sure. and. If I had to give advice to myself when I was just starting out, I would say charge what you're worth because when you're first starting out and you don't have a lot of confidence, I think it's so easy, especially when you have a service yeah. and your, your margins are obviously more murky. Um, it's so easy to like give a discount or charge less than you're worth just because you want to work with a specific client or because you're afraid that you know, they don't want to invest that much in marketing or they don't know the power of marketing. And I would just tell myself, just don't do that. Yeah. Um, charge what you're worth. It will get you more meaningful clients. Um, you'll be able to do your very best work and it's just better all around. Sure. Yeah, I think that's a common experience with new business owners are kind of unsure they're like what what do i have to offer am i really worth that you know it's really out of fear yeah. so you have to kind of step back and say just don't do it right. as a policy and i think that's worked really well yeah I, I agree what have you found to be the most uh, challenging aspect of owning and running your own business yeah i touched upon this a little bit earlier i think networking is the biggest challenge for me mm -hmm. and i kind of think that's because of who I am. So while I found it really rewarding to connect with other business owners who do similar work to me, if you plop me at a networking event with a drink in my hand in the corner, there's nothing more terrifying to me. <laughs> and I don't think I perform very well. Okay. So I think in conquering that, it's really been networking strategically in a way that I'm maybe one-on-one, -on -one, meeting with people with no other business motive in mind, but to really just learn more about their business. I feel like that's just so much more genuine and natural and sure. easier for me to swallow, ultimately. Sure. Well, it's good it seems like you've kind of figured out like where your strengths are, what environment you work best in. Right. Uh, I think my wife's the same way. She like, doesn't do well in a group environment, but... <clears throat> But one-on-one -on -one or small group, you know, it's fine. Yes, so. that is where I work best. Yeah. And I really admire people who can get out there. My brother owns his own business, and he's exactly like that. He is a power salesperson. He's very talented. Wish I got that gene. Yeah. <laughs> but there are different ways you could do it. Yeah, for sure. What, uh, what do you love most about, about living in, uh, in Seattle, specifically you know, Columbia City, kind of the south end? Uh, it's such a, you know, Columbia City, is an amazing neighborhood and Seattle as a whole is amazing. It's changed so much. I grew up here, yeah. like it is a different world. Yep. Um, and, but I feel like although there are growing pains, there are a lot of things that I still love. Obviously the environment is amazing. We have so much natural beauty. Mm -hmm. It feels so lush. I went to undergrad in California, which was, you know, I, en I enjoyed the weather, I'll admit it, but coming back, it always just felt like so refreshing and the air felt so fresh. And it's just such a wonderful area. And I just really love the people in our community. And I feel like Columbia City is so dedicated to 
social justice and preserving the history of the neighborhood while mm -hmm. supporting new businesses. So it's really an amazing place and I really enjoyed living here. Um, I don't sure. think I'll ever leave Seattle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm right there with you. You have a, a friend visiting from out of town, they've never been to Seattle. Uh, where do you take them? What do you do? You know, this is actually a constant struggle for me because when I have visitors, I tend to plan our days around food. Sure. And I know all the spots I want to hit, all the restaurants, and sometimes even though we have so much to do here, I'm at a loss of what to do in between because I'm so concentrated on showing them like the best pizza, mm -hmm. the best Thai food, like the best of everything because I feel like we have such diverse, amazing food offerings sure. here. And if I could, I would just like plan food tours of the city and show people all of my favorite spots. Sure. Well, there's a, there's a side business for you. Oh, yeah. Good <laughs> thinking. I like that. What is something you could tell us about, uh, you know, in your situation, you know, Columbia City that most people don't know or Seattle in general? Interesting. I feel like for people who have moved to Seattle and don't know the area that well, Columbia City and like Hillman City and Southeast Seattle is often forgotten. Um, but there's Just like West Seattle. Yeah, West Seattle <laughs> yeah. is often forgotten as well, but they're both such gems yeah. and I feel like they have a totally different flavor than north of the Ship Canal mm -hmm. and downtown and Capitol Hill. Um, so they're just great neighborhoods all around and they're worth exploring. Um, Seward Park is kind of a gem of the neighborhood. Yep. Um, a lot of people talk about like Discovery Park, and I feel like it's quite similar because there are tons of trails, mm -hmm. and you do like owl walks at night, and it's surrounded by water, so it's definitely worth worth a visit. Yeah. Uh, so this next section I like, to, I like to call the lightning round. Just do some quick questions, quick answers. Um, in the past, what was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? Uncertainty of the unknown. There's, there's lots of that. Uh, what, what's the best advice you've ever received? The best advice I've received... The best advice that I've received is to take the leap of faith and to give it a try. Um, I feel like as a new entrepreneur, there's, like I said, so much uncertainty. Mm -hmm. And if you have something within you telling you to do it, it's worth a try. Yeah. Take, take the leap, I like that. Uh, what is a personal habit that contributes to your success? I feel like my determination to find the very best parts of a specific business contribute to my success because they make the stories we make together mm. more interesting and colorful and vibrant. Sure, be able to draw that story out, okay. Yes. Uh, do you have any specific technology or life hack that uh, has changed your life or business? I think working in marketing, using a really good post scheduler has just totally changed my life. Um, something that you could plan content ahead of time mm -hmm. so you could see your whole calendar and it's all set and ready well before it's actually published. Sure. What do you use for that? I use Later. Okay. I like Later because... Um, there's obviously a lot of post schedulers for Twitter and Facebook. Facebook has one built in. Mm -hmm. But for Instagram, it's actually against the terms of service to use a third party 
you know, app to post automatically. So Later is one of the few approved platforms that allows you to basically press a button and it will post, but you have it planned out ahead sure, of time. Sure, schedule out several. Yeah. Mm -hmm. okay. um, do you listen to podcasts? I do. What, uh, what, what's your favorite one or favorite ones? My favorite is called Creating Your Own Path by Jennifer E. Snyder. And it's actually quite similar to this, but it's not Seattle-centric. It's mm -hmm. just more centric on the creative industry okay. specifically. Sure. But I love hearing business stories. Yeah. So much fun. Yeah. No, it's, it's fun how niche some of these have become, you know I mean? I think the first one I listened to that was kind of like that was like Tim Ferriss. But he's very broad and big mm -hmm. picture, you know. And uh, but yeah, there's so many out there. So, do you have a favorite movie? That is hard. I think my favorite of the year was Patterson. Okay. Uh, if you could recommend just one book to our listeners, what would it be? So I really enjoy "You Don't Have to Say You Love Me." It's by Sherman Alexie. It's his most recent kind of autobiographical work. It's really good. Okay. Uh, so what's next for, for Holstein Studios? So we've had a lot of work within the Seattle area, and I love that. But I'd also like to expand further within the Pacific Northwest region mm -hmm. and hopefully even beyond. Okay. Is a lot of what you do able to be done remotely, or do you typically meet with your clients physically? Or? There's a little bit of both. Um, it never hurts to meet in person and mm -hmm. chat, but the nature of marketing and photography, specifically when you work with you know, a portable product, is that it can really be done anywhere. Sure. And for instance, whenever I'm on vacation, I'm able to keep all my marketing channels running because it's so digital now and right. I specialize in digital marketing. So it really is something that can be done remotely. Sure. As we wrap up here, can you share with us one piece of parting guidance or uh, words of wisdom? You know, I would say that not everybody is suited to run their own business, but people who are suited to do it like feel a calling and they feel like kind of this intense need to, you know, they're attracted to the autonomy and the creative direction, writing your own narrative. Mm -hmm. And I think that if you feel that, you will be successful if you take the leap because that characteristic within yourself lends itself to a successful business. Sure. Sure. That's, that's awesome. So what's, uh, what's the best way for our listeners to find out more about, about you and your business? So my website is HolsteinStudios.com, and that's H-O-L-S-T-E-I-N, just like the cow. Sure. And um, I'm also very active on Instagram. I love it. Most recent updates are always there, and my handle is about Danielle. All right, good stuff. Well, thanks for your time, Danielle. I, I appreciate it. It was uh, good hearing more about, more about Holstein Studios and what you do. Yeah, thank you so much. This was so much fun. Yeah, a lot of fun. So go check out her website, and uh, if you have need for uh, you know, getting your story out there, uh, give, give Danielle a call or uh, look up her, her website. Thank you. Thank that you. wraps up this week's episode of the Seatown Podcast. Make sure to check out our guest's website, pay them a visit, and help spread the word about what they're doing. If you have any questions, know someone who should be a guest on here or has a story worth sharing, email me at christianharris at seatown.com. That's S-E-A-Town.com. 
I would also be honored if you could go to iTunes and give us a review and a nice five-star rating. We work hard to bring on great guests and provide exceptional content, and getting a review from you is one way to help the podcast rank well in iTunes so others can find and enjoy the show as well. You can also find out more about me, how my real estate brokerage and our unconventional approach can help you with your Seattle area real estate needs or other projects I'm working on by visiting ctown.com, S-E-A hyphen town.com. Today's intro and outro music is courtesy of the Fascination Movement. You can find their albums in the iTunes store. The Seatown podcast creator and host is Christian Harris. You can listen to more episodes and find all our show notes on our website at ctownpodcast.com. That's S-E-A hyphen townpodcast.com. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you in a week for our next episode. This has been a Seatown Media Production.